0: The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can. Take you learn more about the all-new hyundai santa fe at hyundaiusa.com call 562-314-4603 for complete details freaking first cut golly
1: welcome to the first cut podcast I'm Greg Ducharme, joined tonight by Sia Najad, and we're breaking down the second round action from the Century Tournament of Champions. Sia, welcome
2: in tonight. Thanks for having me, everybody. I don't normally show up on the recap episodes. I got to say, this primetime golf thing, listen, I know it's not primetime in Hawaii, but I could really get used to this. Greg, is there a way for us to get maybe a little bit more primetime golf?
1: Well, what you can do see is DVR at, during the season and you can talking. watch it whenever you want. Uh, but it is, it is nice this time of year. Uh, if you're on the East coast, like, like CNIR, it's a, a nice relaxing evening watching golf. I mean, you turn it on at, you know, after dinner, right. And, and you get to relax and watch a little bit of golf all, all night, which is, um, which is really fun.
2: Yeah, and, you know, it would be good for golf, too. Listen, I understand the impracticality of all this, but I'm just saying, like, these this time of year, well, golf is year-round for the most part. Like, you've got the doldrums of, like, the NBA season, regular season that nobody really cares too much about, the Major League Baseball season that just kind of drags on until the playoffs. Like, golf could own that market, especially with the betting opportunities that golf presents, whether it's DFS or actual betting. It's just, it would be so nice to be able to engage in all of that during, you know non-football season
1: right and when you get Uh, leaderboards like this, it really helps. We have quite a leaderboard tonight as we're taping right now. Colin Morikawa is in the lead at 16 under has a really good look at 17 to go to 17 under. And of course, 18 is a reachable, even though it's 676 yards, it's way downhill and a a very reachable par five to finish on. So he's going to have a good chance to extend his lead, but he is ahead of Scotty Scheffler. Who's at 14 under JJ spawn. Who's, playing in the same group as Morikawa he's also at 14 under and then uh, and then we have Jordan Spieth Matt Fitzpatrick John Rahm Tom Kim Um, this is kind of shaping up to be exactly what we hoped for when uh, the designs were made for these designated events
2: yeah. And, you know, it's a little bit of like cheat code here, right? Because we have some of the best players. I mean, I guess in, the, in these elevated events, designated events, we're going to have that too. We're going to have the best players in the world. But because there's only 39 there's or 38 at this point, there's uh, – and by the way, can I just say, my bad on Xander – like, clearly, yeah. I caused an aggravation of that back injury. We can talk about that some other time, maybe on the Monday DFS show or maybe some other recap, Greg. But, like, that's just so, so standard. But, but what I was going to say was, you know, we have, the like, the best in the world here with, with some minor exceptions, obviously. So I'm not surprised the leaderboard is super crowded. I am a little bit surprised as as Colin walks off with a par on 17. I'm a little surprised Colin's playing this well. And I'll tell you another thing. Scotty Scheffler, like I think this thing is up for grabs between Colin Morikawa and Scotty Scheffler. And I understand Colin's in the lead. He's going to be the betting favorite as we talk right now and by the time this podcast ends. But I think I think Scotty wins this one. I think the putter just kind of is like a zero putter the rest of the way his ball striking has been automatic.
1: Well, I'll give you something. Let's start with Colin Morikawa. We'll go, we'll dive a little deeper into this. He started his round, made four birdies in his first five holes, uh, which got him to 13 under. He's added three more on the second nine so far. So he's at 16 under a missed opportunity there at 17, but you still look at what he's done on the greens and so far he's gained over the course of two rounds, he's gained 3.6 strokes putting. Now I was doing a little digging in uh in in his career uh looking on RickRungood.com of course uh, and and every time in his career he's finished with three or more strokes gain putting, in he's finished inside the top 7 two of them are wins uh, and yeah. and all of his wins with measured uh strokes gain st- statistics he's gained at least 2.6 strokes putting so he has this tendency when he gets going with the putter he can he really can get it going and he can keep it going and my my one concern for scotty is 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 morikawa gonna slow down on the greens of course you see that miss there and he and he has missed a couple of others but do you think morikawa can keep this up or as the leader in strokes game putting right now are you worried that that's gonna falter over the next couple days
2: Oh, no, I think it's definitely going to regress. It's just a matter of how far it regresses. And honestly, Greg, you would know better than I would. I mean, is do you attribute a little of this? Is, is this just a pop or is this this new putting grip that is really kind of giving him some peace of mind on the greens?
1: Well, I, I think it's a combination of both. Sia. I mean, this is something that Morikawa has done throughout his whole career. Uh, and, and I think you can track some of the pops that he's had. Which are, which are pops, quite frankly. I mean, you look at what he did in his last two measured events. He, the guy, he lost six strokes putting in each of them in the last two measured strokes gain uh, events. Putting, just putting. He lost six strokes each. And now all of a sudden he's leading the way, but he's done this before in his career. He went to uh, from blade to mallet, from mallet to blade, uh, from uh, conventional grip to a claw, from a claw to a conventional grip, and so I, I am seeing Morikawa be one of these guys that changes and uses the change as a spark. It's it's almost like it's uh, a new interest for him. Yeah. It his interest and all of a sudden we see a, a pop so while it is a pop what i've also seen with him is when he when he starts to feel it and he gets a little confidence and he gets himself in contention it doesn't falter the way uh, somebody who's never finished inside the top 128 on the pga tour in strokes game putting it, it doesn't falter the way you would expect a player like that to falter so i'm i'm very curious to see what happens um but I, I, there's obviously a lot, of, a lot of golf left.
0: Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. It offers flexible spending capacity that adapts to your business. You can also earn up to $395 in annual statement credits on eligible purchases at select business merchants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at AmericanExpress.com slash businessgoldcard.
3: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.
1: And if you're looking at the model, taking a guy who's leading the field in strokes game, putting through just two rounds, Um, With just a two shot lead over somebody who's really hasn't found it with the putter yet, who's really struggling. Scotty Scheffler right now is 30th in uh, a 39 player field. Well, now 38, thanks to you and Xander. Um, You know, you would take, you would take Scotty Scheffler. You would take the guy that's struggling, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, conventionally, that's what you would do. But to to your point, I mean, Colin could potentially keep this up to some degree. But I don't know. Let's file this away for the DFS show for for the Century Tournament of Champions in 2024 because is it Team No Putt? I mean, did you see what Luke List did on the greens today? Yeah. What is happening? What's actually happening?
1: And he came up on Monday, on our last Monday episode, and we kind of laughed it off uh, uh, in a way. Now, again— lot of golf left but i i find it very interesting and of course all these players are so talented they're here for a reason they either won on the pga tour or they uh or they you know earned their way to the tour championship and got themselves into this event so they're all very capable but there are definitely some like luke list who you wouldn't expect but see i want to transition to scotty now who has a chance to become world number one again this week and is really hitting the ball as well as anybody in the field. Uh, In fact, better than anybody in the field, he leads and strokes Gantita green and uh, that this is his first trip here. And it looks to be paying. It looks to be a really good golf course for Scotty Scheffler.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, he's just been kind of dominant. I mean, greens in regulation, tee to green, ball striking, however you want to look at it, he's really dominating. And again, the putter, and I, I'm not looking, I looked at his putting earlier today. I'm trying to compare round two to round one, which maybe you can do that, but... I mean, yep. it's not you know it's bad, but it's not awful. I feel like we could see some progression there. And again, if, if Colin Morikawa regresses even a little bit, I I think there's only so many people that can compete here. I, I would I would probably put all the guys that are ten under and above. I think they they still have a legitimate shot at this tournament. But I, you know you have to pass so many people. One of those one of those people is Scheffler, and, and I don't really see him backing down from a ball striking tee to green sa- standpoint. So I, I could see him being in the lead at the end of round three.
1: Yeah, I would not be surprised either. I and mean, You look at some of the things he did comparing round one to round two. He lost 1.6 strokes putting in round one. Now, he didn't make a putt outside of six feet. He made 65 feet of putts total. He had 31 putts on the day and shot six under par. I mean, that, that's a, incredible. That's an incredible mm-hmm. number. Uh, and then you look at what he did today, and he gained slightly. Gained 0. 0.2 strokes putting, which was nice, but still only made 68 feet of putts. And here he is sitting at 14 under par. So uh, he is in second right now in strokes gain approach the green. As I said, first in uh, first in in tee to green. And there's something about this venue to me. We talked about this on Monday as well, where you have a lot of these uneven lies. Uh, it asks for a little bit of imagination, a little creativity in the game. And and it seems like just a perfect fit for Scotty.
2: I totally agree. And then, you know, there's Spieth right below him where where, where you would say, well, that describes Jordan Spieth as well. As far as, you know, not to change the subject too much, but I mean, you're not like Colin was 180 to win this tournament. Scotty Scheffler's plus 300. At least that's what I'm seeing. Like, it's not bettable. Right, Greg?
1: No, I, I don't. I don't think so, especially not Colin. Uh, If I'm, if I'm interested in Colin and I didn't get anything pre-tournament, I'm going to wait and see what happens tomorrow. Uh, And if, you know, he gets off to a start tomorrow, like John Rahm does today, where maybe you make a couple of bogeys in the first couple holes and that number gets a little more favorable, I may, um, I may shift my interest Um, I do have a really good feeling about Colin. I have a really good feeling about Scotty, but I I think as far as the odds board is concerned, I think you
4: got to look a little farther down the way. Did you know that while over 60% of Americans dream of starting their own business, less than 20% of them take the first step. The reason building a business is tough. Taylor brands is simplifying the business journey from launching and managing to growing your business. Taylor brands. Isn't just another tool. It's your online business partner, That's T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com slash CBS Sports. So start your business journey today with Taylor Brands.
3: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this.
2: Yeah, I, I totally agree with that. I was actually, you know, we, we've got some, I, I see a question in the chat from Joseph Bosa. And I, and I think I kind of alluded to this, but he says, how far behind is too far with this easy course? So I, to me, Greg, the easy course, actually, you don't want to go too far back when the course is easy because, you know, there's not as many pitfalls with the leaders. But more importantly, with the Century Tournament of Champions, You know, look at the leaderboard. You know, it's one thing if you got a guy that's like John Rahm and he's eight or nine back and he only has to pass one or two superstars ahead of him uh, among the 10 or 15 people he has to pass. Well, in this tournament, let's go to Tony Finau, for example. I think that's like the lowest I would consider going. Yeah, And he's around that 28 to one, depending on where you're looking. And I, you know, I think that's realistic at this turn. I think Tony Finau could get hot. You know, he walks away with a, with an eight under day tomorrow and all of a sudden he's in it with with some faltering up top. But the long story short here is look who he has to pass. I mean, Tom Kim, John Rahm, Matt Fitzpatrick, Jordan Spieth, Scotty Scheffler, Colin Moore Cowell. Like, so what's the likelihood that he's going to have an amazing day and all those other guys are just going to be you know, subpar, so to speak. And that that's the yeah. problem with taking a guy far down the board for this particular tournament. Talk to me in a few weeks, and we're going to have a lot of really good value plays that are, you know, eight back after day one and 80 to one.
1: Same yeah, runs. you know, I do. I, at the same time, while well, I agree with you, I also think of Xander Shoffley when he won here. He was five shots back of or maybe it was seven shots back. He was significantly back of Gary Woodland that uh, shot 61 on the final day. And all of a sudden he, he ends up winning Gary Woodland shoots five under with a somewhere between five and seven shot lead entering the mm-hmm. final day and loses. Um, but the difference was Gary Woodland was running away with it. And you didn't have this number of players in there. And I, right. I know that when you hear Gary Woodland's name, you're not thinking of Colin Morikawa or Scotty Scheffler or Jordan Spieth or Matt Fitzpatrick or John Rahm. You're not you're not thinking of, of that caliber of player. But back then he really was. You know, he was the, the US open champion. And now, in this case, it's a little bit Tighter. And it, while maybe a Morikawa or a Scheffler or any of those players I just mentioned has an off day tomorrow or Sunday, it's m- much more unlikely that all of them do. But I still think if you're and Morikawa right now at um, through 17 holes is at 16 under. So six shots over two days on this golf course, I, I do think is manageable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I really do. Uh, and then you, you know, you go, you back off a little bit and and let's say you rule out Morikawa Scheffler and spawn tall order, but those guys, if, if they shoot five under, you can make up three shots on them. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rule out anybody in um, in double digits or better. I think, I think all those guys have, have a legitimate chance. I start to worry when you get into the nine unders uh, yeah. that that's kind of my line. So I think Tony Finau, I agree with you, is as low as you could go. And I also think that he has a, a, a really nice profile for a, a weekend comeback.
2: Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think Tony Finau, you know, that number is sort of, you know, changing as we're talking. But, you know, it's it's going to be because the round's about to end. It's going to be somewhere between 25 and 30 to 1 at most books. And I, you know... It's, it's not a play I'm super excited about, but it's a play that I think just from a value standpoint, like and I'm looking at everybody else, it's just there's nothing super appetizing here. And, and again, it's because there's so many people to pass.
1: Right. Um, but I will say, I think Tony Finau is appetizing to me. Um, it's a long, you know, as long as you're going here is, is 30 to one. Um, but you look at what he's done so far this week, a guy coming in, who's gained strokes, putting in six or seven straight events, all of a sudden is losing slightly. So he hasn't quite found it on the greens yet. And, and he's still in contention. He's hitting the ball very nicely. Uh, he's ninth right now in the field and, um, in strokes, gain T to green. So I, I think Tony certainly has the firepower to make up six shots, seven shots to a weekend, even in a really strong field. So see, so yeah, before we get out of here, uh, and wrap up tonight's episode, I just want to, I got to get your, your final pick. Who Who do you think takes this thing down?
2: Yeah, I said it at the outset. I, I do think it's Scotty Scheffler. I, I really think he's just playing so well. I expect Colin Morikawa to regress a little bit. Not a lot necessarily, but it's so funny because because he's, I mean, we'll see what Morikawa does on this last hole, but Scheffler's going to be two or three shots back and he's been a, a bad putter and we know he's been a bad putter like for the last however many months it's been. But I mean, it, it's very easy to make the argument that Scotty is going to stay, you know, Sort of on top of Colin from a ball striking standpoint, but that he'll be a zero putter and that Colin's just not going to putt this well over the last two days.
1: Yeah, it definitely seems like um, the model for consistency would point to Scotty Scheffler. Uh, and, and you know, I thought for a long time, real quick before we get out of here, I, I've thought that Scotty Scheffler, even in his struggles, has shown us that poor putting, he can still contend. And the question is, is he going to be able to get the putter together enough to win? And jumping that hurdle is a, is a really big deal. But the thing is, and what I like putting the money on here is that uh, it only takes one round. And if Scotty gets it going for just one round, it doesn't have to be both days over the weekend, given the position he's in. Mm-hmm. One round, and all of a sudden, um, you could see him holding the trophy, see him as world number one again. So I, I think it's a, a really smart play
2: here, Sia. But you like Colin, I assume, to win. I, I like Colin. Yeah,
1: yeah I think uh, I, I think Morikawa, when... Yeah, it's hard. It's so hard to say. But I just have a feeling that he's going to keep it going with the putter. I don't expect a regression quite as much as you do. Um, and and I think Morikawa has missed plenty of opportunities on the greens, too. I, I don't think this is lights out. It's just been good. And I think you might see a um, a, a continued, if you call this a spark. I think the spark continues. So, but hey, Sia, thanks for joining us tonight.
2: Uh, had a great time. I'm happy to come back anytime. Uh, maybe I'll see you guys uh, tomorrow night as well. But either way, uh, if I don't, the DFS show on Monday, everybody make sure you join because the Sony is going to be really fun to talk about
1: yeah it absolutely is um looking like another really solid field there uh more primetime golf coming at you next week uh where we'll be we're we're in the groove now it's six days a week here at the first cut podcast and uh, so but before we get into all the sony action we will be back tomorrow night and of course sunday night to wrap up the final round of the Century Tournament of Champions. But um, for Sia Najad, you can find him on Twitter at Sia Najad. I'm Greg Ducharme. I'm on Twitter at The Real GFD. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.